Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, this is Jim Brewer, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. What else would you be listening to? That center, number double zero from... Little Neck, New York, Jake Ryan Brown, and the crowd goes wild. This is the Jake Brown Show on CBS Radio's Play.it, iTunes, and Spotify is where you find us. A little new show intro here as we as we get you going, get you hyped. Subscribe on iTunes, rate us five stars, write a review, and if you use Spotify, follow us there. And I believe it is on Stitcher. If you are an Android user like Tony Pucks at Santanello running the board for Luke Halpert today, who is out boozing at a holiday party. He was sleeping last time I checked. Yeah, uh, sleeping, of course. That's all he does is sleep. Um, I can't get on him again. I I called him smelly if you caught it last (laughs) week on the show while doing a Mack Weldon read, I think. Um and a lot to get into. We have an opening segment coming up later. In the last segment will be John Poss um, to talk medical marijuana. But the highlight of the show will be Scott Farrell. We'll be heading downtown to talk with Scotty Farrell. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. On the bench. We're getting benched. On the bench and talking with Scotty Farrell, CBS Sports Radio. Radio legend will be the next segment after this. We'll have a, we'll talk with him about his career being on Stern, on Sirius, the crazy stuff that he's seen, and then taking it to CBS Sports Radio and all the different moves he's had to make in his career really will be a good listen for those who are in the industry who are trying to get into sports radio. Pharrell is the guy. A lot of football to get into. A good week in football. Tr- starting to iron out who's who and who's going to be a playoff team, who's not. Yeah. Uh, two of my fantasy teams were eliminated. I have Same. Two remaining. I have one remaining. So. Right. Oh, I have two. One is maybe one is a hundred dollar team league. The other is twenty, I think. So I'd like to win the hundred. That's like a grand right there. I, can I pay pl- a month rent. I played against Le'Veon, so I had no shadow. Yeah, if, if you played against Le'Veon and you played against the Falcons defense, you were screwed because that was a lethal combo. Uh, the Falcons D just made Jared Goff's life a Disaster, and someone who's trying to make li- my life a disaster is what we think is Scoop B, as they call him, Brandon Scoop B. Robinson, who has, for some reason, has blocked me on all, he's unfollowed me on all social media accounts. Um, and now what we think is him, just based on, based on, it seems facts. I mean, he liked the tweet. Someone has made, which we do think it is him. Can't confirm, but think it's him. A fake Twitter pretending to be me uh, at J Brown Radio, which I have blocked and reported. So if you're hearing this, please report this account because it is just weird and it's very scary that someone has the time in their life to do this. But there are 32 followers in there who believe it's me, and they used a picture of me. I was basically double fisting at the <laughs> holiday party, 
and my friend got it on Snapchat, and it's just like my head, and it has her snap, it has her name in the left corner. Uh, so, and it has 32 followers, and now the real Jake Ryan Brown on Instagram uh, is the Instagram one. So, no, it doesn't make you special, good publicities, whatever. Like, I don't think that's a big deal that they made that because we know who it is. It's not like a random person made it. It seems like it was done with harmful intentions. It's just very childish, Sam. It's like, very, yeah. who has the time in their miserable lives to follow 984 people on Twitter and however many on Instagram, all that follow me, so they're thinking it's me. They're like, oh, Jake must have made a, a – I mean, I already have my account, a show account. I don't need a third account. That's already enough of my name and social media accounts. That's already too overboard. <laughs> Three is just absurd. Um uh, Someone's clearly hacked my verified account. Here's a throwback with me and Mo Vaughn. Like, who else could have done It's got to be him. I would think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who else doesn't really like you yeah. like that I mean, much. I just so. don't know why the tables turn like this. But now the beef is real. The beef <laughs> is on. Uh, but, man, can someone seek help for him? Someone, someone help him, like, in life. Like, please, someone. I don't know what it is. The man needs help. I mean, I never met him, so I can't well, really talk. Well, you don't want to. I mean... <laughs> I don't know if he's jerking off in, in grandma's basement or what, Ooh, wow. but too much time on his hands. Now, again, speculation, so I'm not going to confirm anything, but almost 100%, like, it's him. And it, it's just a point where, you, I mean, how far can you embarrass yourself? How far could you be a child? Get a job. Do something with your life. I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. Like, I'm out here working. I work full time. I do the show on the side. Like, I'm, I'm trying to... Put put some money on on the table, feed my family. <laughs> um, and this guy's making fake Twitter, fake Instagram. I have not confirmed that there's a fake Facebook page yet. Um, sure, you can figure that out. I don't think there is because that's just, uh, yeah. I I would assume there is not because that would just be absurd. Uh, but he's probably hearing this now, and if it's him, you know what? Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> Shots fired. But I mean, it is it's it is pretty obvious who did this and who made it fake. And scoop. I mean, uh, I'm I'm recording this on Snap. You know, I'm getting it on Snap. So it's official. Um, scoop. I know you got too much time in your life, but man, stop making fake Twitters and fake Instagram. Get a life. Find a woman. Do something, man. Make some money. I mean, what what else you got to do uh, at this point? Uh, it's a little over the top, but hey, I guess that makes me special for a fake Twitter and True. Instagram. But I had to get that off my chest. It's not even that I'm mad. I'm just like embarrassed for someone's life. So like, Jake for scoop happening at uh, WrestleMania next well, year. WrestleMania, yeah, I'll put an <laughs> RKO on his ass. Uh, what are some other moves? I'll uh, somersault it. No, nope, that's not a move. I'll uh, what's another move? You could uh, DDT him. DDT that bitch. <laughs> oh man, you know what? Whatever I'm wearing, which is a fly blazer right now, is better than whatever you're wearing right now. But whatever's what's better than whatever I'm wearing right now is Mack Weldon. Uh, Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. That wasn't as good of a transition as last week. You were on better. fire last week. Yeah, last couple were on fire. This week, not so much. But great shopping experience uh, for me, at least, and for you, I would hope. Throw it in your car. It'll save your info. The product is awesome, and it'll be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants you'll ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate 
Luke Halpert, I mean Odor. They <laughs> they want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. Not only does Mac Wellens underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. It's good for working out, going to work, going on dates with your basement while making Twitter and fake Instagram accounts, and just everyday life. So go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off using the promo code Brown and Scott Farrell will be coming up in a little bit. A, a good week in football. We determined that the Bucks are indeed legit. I mean, this is an eight and five team that looks like they could be playoff bound, and they showed us their defense is really solid. I mean, when you hold Drew Brees to eleven points, you're doing something right. So the the Bucks are showing us, you know what? We want to be a playoff team, and I think Jameis Winston. We've seen a lot more maturity out of him. Uh, definitely a different quarterback than Kyle. I mean, the whole crab leg thing is over and gone at this point. It's dead and gone. Uh, the old me's dead and gone, dead and gone, dead and gone. You know who else is dead and gone? RG3. I mean, he's been yeah. dead and gone a while. The Browns lose again. They're terrible. But some other big ones, because I don't care about the duds. A dud of a game, in, at least weather-wise and in terms of sloppy football, was Dolphins-Cardinals. Dolphins blow a double-digit lead late, but they find a way to pull it out. And a field goal with one second left where I think it was Damian Williams. I believe, yeah. Runs the ball. Nearly ran out of time. They were trying to run it and get it down to a couple of seconds. Luckily, one second remained, and they kicked it a win. And the Dolphins right now are the six seed. They're 8-5. and five. They lead the tiebreaker over the Broncos. And it's scary to think that the Miami Dolphins can make the playoffs at this point. Ugly, ugly wins all year long, but they win. That just it, win, baby. They were so bad at the beginning part of the season. And then Ajayi comes in, and I guess he saved the team. But even say. him, he's the last couple weeks, he's really done nothing. Yeah. Uh, on one of my teams, I lost my work league. I, I lost like 99, like 46 or something crazy. Um, but, I mean, that team is not that good, but they're surviving. But how long does it last? It's on the shoulders of Matt Moore at this point. Yeah. It looks like Ryan Tannehill. Well, he's sprained. I think he sprained his MCL. And he's they didn't say torn, not but torn. he's out a couple of weeks, right? Yes, I he, believe so. Ma- ben, imagine what, the season. That's what Ben hurt, I believe, a few weeks ago. So that's, he had a couple weeks to recover. Yeah, so it seems like it's done for him unless they miraculously make the playoffs with Matt Moore, which would be quite the story. Uh, the, the Chiefs showed us, you know what? We're not sexy, but we're good. I like the Chiefs. The Chiefs are legit, man. They are for real. They look good. Uh, no no Jamal Charles, no problems. I mean, their defense is elite, and they finally knocked down the Raiders, and the Chiefs lead that tiebreaker now. So the Chiefs have jumped up right behind the Patriots as the two seed. Yep. The Patriots are one. The Patriots look good against the Ravens. Chris Hogan catching that bomb from Brady. Yep. Uh, a couple of uh, suspect moments down the stretch there, but they do prevail in the end, and they get that fourth down. Uh, and you know what, Tom Brady, man, he's good. He looked good against a really good Ravens defense, at least that looked good the last couple weeks. Uh, the Patriots, the only thing that stops them in my mind is if they have to go to Oakland in the playoffs and play in front of those people, those crazy Raiders fans. The thing that I think can stop them is if they shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Because last night, I mean, Baltimore had, what, a possession to start at the 12 and inside the 10, and they scored two touchdowns. And if they literally shoot themselves in the foot, I mean, they've already lost Gronk. Yep. The question is, if they lose Bennett, who's playing injured right now, you go to third string tight end. I mean, at this point, the Patriots is who's who's next, up next. man up, yep. next man up, and they're going to kill it. Um, is Brady the MVP in your mind right now? I, I got to go Carr or Elliott, man. I think Elliott, what he's done as a rookie, is just ridiculous. I think Carr, what he's done with that offense, is ridiculous. 
and Matt Stafford, you throw in the equation. I don't think he's at their level, but he's in the MVP talk. I just think Brady missing the first four games, you can't give it to a guy who's played 12 games. It's just not fair to the guys who play 16. Because playing 16 now is a chore. We don't see many guys. Even Carr is going to try and play this man with that dislocated finger. But even quarterbacks like that, they got to play hurt. Look at Matthew Stafford. Had to yeah. play with a glove. He had a similar injury. He's going to play with one for the whole year now. Yeah, so so you got to give credit to these guys who play all year. So I, I don't put Brady. I'd say one is probably Elliott, two Carr. Um, and Dak would maybe be rookie of the year unless you give Elliott rookie of the year and MVP. Uh, the Steelers, man, beat the Bills and the Bills. I mean, Rex Ryan's fighting for his life right now. I think they're, they'll let him coach out the rest of the year. But he won't make it through. And thank God Jeff Fisher didn't make it through the year. He should have been gone weeks and weeks ago. Yep. One, they should have went with Goff earlier. I know he wasn't ready, but you knew this was pretty – you didn't think it was a lost season, but you knew with Case Keenum they weren't going to be a playoff team. So why not see more Goff? He struggled, but you know what? He's going through rookie pains, and it's showing you, man, that it's not always about who gets picked first because he's the first overall pick, and he does not look as good as Dak. And – uh He's shown his flaws early on. He also has no one to throw to, in my opinion. I mean, Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt's not bad. Tavon Austin isn't terrible, but they don't. Like like Ty Gurley said, it's like a middle school offense. They don't. They, yeah. They, I mean, Tavon Austin should be that's a top when you slot knew, receiver. In that's the when you knew Fisher had to be gone when your star running back is calling it a middle school offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a, a poor comment, but Gurley's part because he's one of those middle schoolers and he hasn't been good this year. I so. mean, he's right though. I mean, yeah, but for one to say it is the guy who's not running. The ball well at all? I mean, come on. All right. If he was putting up 100 a game constantly, I'd be like, you know what? You're right. You, you got the team on your back. You Greg Jennings right now. Put the team on your back, though. But you're not doing that. Um, the Steelers, it's going to be a fight for that division with the Ravens. I think the Steelers are going to pull it out. I think so, too. I think the Ravens likely at this point will miss the playoffs. The Packers may have just put a beat down on the Seahawks. The Packers are fighting for their lives. They need to win out. To even have a shot at this point, the Lions are playing so well. You think it's going to be tough for them to win the division in the wild card spots? I mean, we already know the deal with that. We know the New York Giants are playing out of their minds. They're nine and four now, sweeping the Cowboys. Oh, how sweep it is to get past the Cowboys! If you don't know, I'm a Jets fan, but I also am a Giants fan. Rare, I know, um, but I do root for the Giants. That was an ugly game, ten seven. It was a good Sunday night game though, just a defensive battle. Yep turnovers left and right uh but the giants prevail thanks to obj with a late touchdown that game was great uh the lions get by the bears the bears fought and almost had that but the lions and matt stafford used his legs to score the jets winning for no reason i mean they they come back down 17-3 outscore the 49ers 20 to 0 in the second half and overtime and win 23-17 i mean just lose. But it was good to see Bryce Petty show a little grit. He ran the yeah. ball. He ran the end zone. Showed uh, he's got a little something in the tank. And the Jets, I mean, wasn't a nice win. You beat the 49ers who are 1-12. And, and Aaron Lynch still saying BS like we're a good team. We start off the game well. You're 1-12. Stop. Uh, Question. Do yeah. you think with Chicago, the way they've been playing lately, I think they've been in more close games than people think. Do you think that Barkley could be the guy and they don't have to draft a QB? Yeah, I think you. I think Matt Barkley should be in the cards. I think you have to look at him because I mean, Cutler's future there seems like it's over. Yeah, Brian Hoyer doesn't have a future there, so let Barkley ride out. 
why not give him a try? You still need a huge supporting cast around him. You need your guys to not smoke or take other substances, like Alshon Jeffrey, who's back this week. Yep. Who I I think I'm going to start in one of my leagues. I kept him. I feel like I got to start him. I put in a claim he's so for much him. Better. Yeah, I think it's a smart move. I don't think they're going to play him less because of suspension. I think they want to see how this combo works because this could be the combo for next year if they do keep Jeffrey. There were a lot of rumors earlier that they trade him. Right. Uh, so I think the Eagles were one of those teams. There's a couple of teams there, but they're not. I don't think they're as bad as everyone thinks they are. Their defense is bad, but their offense is not terrible. I think their defense has been better than their offense. I'd say. I mean, um, they have decent backs. I think with Howard and Langford, and then if you get one more receiver, I mean, Kevin White can't stay healthy. So if you get someone else in there, they could be. They could be legit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. They're they're a strange team. I'll say that you can't read them at all. Yeah. You can't read the Indianapolis Colts either. I mean, they had. An opportunity to just kind of have a stranglehold on that division with the Titans. But now the Titans go out and beat the Broncos. Great win for the Titans in an ugly, ugly game. And Simeon is just starting to has regressed as the year has gone on. He looked solid to start, then started to regress, then got hurt. And now he just has not been good. And he's had to throw so much because of the lack of a running game in Denver. And guess what? The Houston Texans are right there with the Titans at the top of the division. Can we can we not see the Texans in the playoffs? I really do not want to see them there. I'd li- I'd rather see the Titans. I would too. Of the three, because they're fun. Demarco Murray, Marcus Mariota. Uh, but please, not the Texans. I don't want to see Brock Osweiler in the first round because they will get their ass whooped by whoever they play. You think they play the five seed, which would likely be who? It would be the the, uh, Chiefs the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, it would, it would be the Chiefs or Raiders. And you think they'd get their ass whooped at that point. But the Colts are just weird. They had an opportunity, man, at home, beat the Texans to really have a shot to win this division. And, of course, they still do. It's 7-6, seven 7-6, and 6-6-7. Six, seven and six, six and seven. They're far from dead. But that's just a bad loss from the Colts. The Redskins win late over the Eagles. A nice win for the Redskins as they try and stay alive. But that tie is really going to hurt them, man. I mean, if they, they could finish 10-5-1. and one, but there could be a team 11 and 5 like the Giants or the Bucks that gets in over that. But hey, Redskins went out 10 5 and 1 beats out 10 and 6. Yep. So if you look at it that way, the tie helps. So see what happens there. Chargers Panthers not really worth talking about. The Vikings Jaguars was disgusting. The Vikings won, but the, they kept the Jaguars in that game for way too long. Um and the, the Bengals won 23-10 and uh that is football, man. Is luck a little overhyped to you? A little bit. I think he's also dealt with injuries this year. Uh, I, I don't like to make excuses for a guy, but he has battled a lot of injuries. Also, I'm not a huge fan of his supporting cast. I'm not either. I think T.Y. Hilton's great and all, but is Philip Dorsett like, good? Moncrief. Is, Moncrief. Eh. He's a third receiver. I don't think he's had... I like Gore, but he's on the back end of his career. You don't have any other real speedy running backs. Yep. Luck gets some slack sometimes, but put a team around him, man. I think he's good. I do think he's overhyped, but I would like to see a good cast around him before I start writing him off. I think it's too early, but yeah, maybe a little bit overhyped. Um, any other questions you have? Uh, I don't think so. I'm good. Um, yeah, he it, he might be a little bit more hyped if he rode on some tires, some Kumo tires. Oh. 
Uh, what does the road of success for NFL player look like? Kuma Sowers giving the behind-the-scenes look at a fuse of road, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what fuse of players' road of success with player style files presented by Kumo Tire. Kuma Tire presents uh, how tire training helps athletes improve mobility, balance, strength, and performance. You see it with Rashad Jennings. You see it with Darren McFadden, who has been activated. He's back with the Cowboys on the road to success, visit kumotire.com to learn how quality tires can improve your car's performance. Better traction, better grip, better control, less noise. Kumotire, better always. They'll keep you drive you through the toughest road condition, better grip, blah, 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 balance for more comfortable ride. Kumo's the tires to make your ride easier, more tractable. Kumo's got the tire for you. Ultra high performance, all terrain, mud terrain, whatever it may be, whatever car it may be, for better traction, high quality at a better value. The PS91, the AT51, the MT51, the T811. Visit Kumo, K-U-M-H-O, USA dot com slash dealer. Coming up next and next week, we will have Kim Adams of the Big East Digital Network coming in to co-host with me. She'll sit in. We'll keep you posted on what interviews are coming. We'll have Kim Adams here. And then Thursday in the building, we'll have uh, James Monroe Eigelhart, a.k.a. Genie. Hear that interview Friday, Thursday night. We might have a little teaser video. We might have something with... Uh, or Friday with Genie James. He can rap freestyle. You're going to hear him freestyle. It's going to be fun. So look out for that. John Poss later in the show to talk medical marijuana. But coming up next, it's the man of the hour. Sports radio legend. CBS Sports Radio host. Shake it up, shake it up, shake it up. It's Scott Farrell next on CBS Sports Radio. No, it's Scott Farrell next. Right here on the Jake Brown Show on iTunes, on Spotify, and Play.it. What's up? This is Grayson Boucher, better known as The Professor, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome back to The Jake Brown Show, everyone. CBS Radio's Play.it. iTunes, Spotify is where you find us. We're down on Hudson Street here for the second part. Uh, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, rate, review, do all that. Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show. Uh, I came and talked to DA, I think, a month or so ago, but now I'm talking to... A legend, I'd say. You heard him at series. You've heard him in Atlanta. You've heard him everywhere. He's an Indiana grad, and now he's on the Jake Brown Show. It is Scott Farrell. Is it Farrell or Farrell? Farrell. Farrell. Okay. I just want to confirm. It's Farrell. How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a minute. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I think you're. I, I don't know if I uh, deserve that though. After I'm getting old, so let's talk about you for a second. All right. um, I was just talking to my uh, boy Mafia about you. Brian Siano, producer of the show. Right. So uh, Carver High and Mafia run my show. And I was telling him uh, that, uh, you know, I'm proud of you. I think that, you know, I don't get involved a lot in, you know, your thing and anybody's really, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't get all caught up in it. But I have uh, mentioned you to him, uh, you know, knowingly that I was going to do this, that I was like, you know, that guy uh, busts his ass. You know, I think you really are a guy that has uh, gone way above and beyond anything I've seen anywhere mm-hmm. in a long time for doing your thing. I mean, honestly, like I, sure. when I started, just so you know, uh, when I started doing radio and 33 years ago, I was doing Bob Knight show and I was DJing. I was uh, doing morning, yeah. noon and night uh, mm-hmm. sports updates like an anchor at CBS. I was like one of the update anchors. I was just doing, reading the sports. Mm-hmm. And um, then at night, I, overnight, I would DJ in, in college. But it was a real station. It wasn't a college station. It was like I was getting paid. So when I got out of college, um, 
you know, I started in news. I was writing uh, for for air at like a like a ten ten wins, and I was doing murders, rapes, uh, burglaries, you name it. And I was not doing sports. I wanted to be a sportscaster. I had already done sportscasting. I had done play by play in college. I had done all that soccer, Indiana soccer, IU, and everything like that. But I can tell you, to make a long story short, I busted my ass to get where I am. So in other words, I went and did a ball in Florida in the Gulf Coast League in the worst rung of the minors because nobody else wanted it. I took what nobody else wanted to do do, uh, what I had to do to get made. Eventually, I would find my way to Flagstaff, Arizona, and I would do oldies. I'm not talking about, like, oldies. I'm talking Sinatra. I'm talking if I knew you you were coming, I'd bake you a cake. I mean, it was bad. So, uh, and there was no one listening, like two people. And, um... You know, literally me and maybe uh, some guy next door that heard me mm. yelling into the mic. So I eventually got on in Vegas uh, because uh, I'll never forget Arnie Spanier took a job in uh, Arizona where he had gone to school. He had gone to UA in, in Tucson, and he ended up back on in Phoenix. And they ended up giving me an audition for his gig in Vegas at the Sports Entertainment Network. And then pretty much the rest is history. I've been almost, I mean, for the sake of like three or four stops— like Miami, San Francisco, Atlanta, I've been national my whole career. So I've been a national radio host my whole career. But those three stops, I did nights in San Francisco, I did mornings in Miami, and I did everything in Atlanta. I mean everything. I did middays, mornings, afternoons, thrashers, play-by-play. Three play. great I markets. Did it all. Yeah. Three great markets, whatever. I, San Francisco was the best. Mm-hmm. And... uh I mean, for size and for scope, the station, KMBR, was the best. Best gig I ever had. That, that's what made me. That got me to Mel Carmerson, CBS, Westwood One, National Distribution, 250 markets uh, at you know the age of 27. I was gigantic. I was the only syndicated sports talk show ever. So going back to you, like, you remind me of, of me when I was a kid. Uh, and I, I say that respectfully. Uh, I don't know. How old are you? 25. Okay, so when I was your age, when I was 23, and, like, even before that, from 18 to 23, I busted my face Mm -hmm. to get made. I did anything. I mean, bro, I was banging chicks at the radio station at night, spinning uh, Madonna songs and Billy Idol and Led Zeppelin, (laughs) and I was locking the doors and banging my girlfriend and smoking (laughs) weed on in the studio and I had her up on the on the board, mm-hmm. literally on the counter, working an angle in the middle of songs. So, so mid Madonna, she's just getting the pipe. Listen, whatever. Like she creeps me out, but <laughs> I mean, I won't deny she puts on a hell of a show. I seen her show the other day, like on HBO or something. There's people popping up out of the ground. All these celebrities. I mean, every celebrity A to Z popping out of the ground and doing something dirty yeah. with her on stage. She's a freak. But uh, the story is, is that anything it took. To get made. Uh, you remind me of that. Like, I told Mafia, I'm like, this guy is ruthless. He's relentless. He has great uh, guests. Uh, I think one of the things you got going for you, unless I'm tripping, is you got, you're doing it at CBS. Mm-hmm. So you're like doing it over there unless I'm tripping, right? No, I mean, it's giving me the platform. Right. To, and I'm in New York. I'm in my home. Like, it's. I think you no should pl- be on the air. Okay. I, so it'll happen. You got to tell the right people Listen, that. That's the I goal. think they know. I, they'd have to be stupid mm-hmm. not to see what you're doing. Not only what you're doing, who you're interviewing, and uh, how you're packaging it and selling it and promoting it and marketing it. 
I mean, all of that is genius. It's a lot of self-promotion that goes into it. And they I don't, don't do anything People for you. hate me probably on, on social media, but it's Who what you Who cares what they think? I don't, I don't care. I mean, uh, that's the last thing you should worry about. Yeah. Those people, I know all of them, those suits over there, they have to realize they know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're probably playing that. You're too young. You're not ready. Uh, you'll get your time. It, it's coming. Just keep working hard type BS. And then uh, what I'm telling you is... Uh, just from my experience, I'm 51 now, bro. I could be your dad. So you're on your way. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to happen for you. I believe in you. Appreciate it. I like what you do. I think you're um, insane. Like, I've never seen anyone anywhere, like, work harder at selling themselves than what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, this is all off the top of my head. I've told Mafia what I think of you in the past. And then, you know, you come around and do this. I'm cool. I'll do anything for you. But uh, I'm not the guy that hires around here. I'm not the guy that writes checks. I'm just another schmo doing a show. But um, if, if well, it's you, good to get that feedback from a guy who's done it, and I appreciate listen, that. Listen, if you want to make a, it, not everyone recognizes it. If so you want to make hear. it, you're doing all the right things. I mm-hmm. think that it's gonna uh, one of these days. It's gonna stumble on you. It's gonna happen. If you keep doing this. It's gonna happen. Don't listen to anyone ever tell you anything differently than what you're doing. No one there knows more than me. They all act like they know more. Mm-hmm. All these big suits living in mansions because they all make tons of money. Trust me, you. They don't do shows like I do. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a career doing national shows like I have. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Mm-hmm. They can say whatever they want about me. I'm this, I'm that, but I've done it. Mm-hmm. And they all yell at you and tell you what you're doing wrong. Whatever. I know what I'm doing, and you are on your way. I'm Thank a fan, you. so I hope that... Uh, I hope it happens for you. If I ever wanted somebody to be uh, successful, I barely know you, but I am a fan because of how hard you bust your ass. And yeah. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So I, I root for you, you, and I'm a fan of your work, and I think that I've never seen anyone lately in the last, let's say, I've never seen anyone in the last 10 years um, do more than you do to try to uh, make it. So good luck. Yeah, thank you. And I, pr- I think a lot of people think they should have, and in our generation, things handed to them. And you really got to work for it. Um, I've been doing it the last wussies. four or five Everyone's years. Everyone's a spoon-fed yeah. wussy, and, and you are you know doing it. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't know. You do it with other dudes, too, and all this other stuff. Sometimes it's just by yourself. I don't know. I see all these... Uh, I see all the tweets. I see all the promotion. Well, since October, it's been my own show. It's allowed me to okay, branch myself before out. Before you were doing it with some other I had dude. Ben Troop, Scoop. Right. Uh, yeah. Scoop and Brown. I've seen Brown all Scoop, that. Yeah. All right. So, uh, whatever. Um, that's better for you that you're doing it solo now. Yeah. And so, re- they, ne- they didn't put the work in, and I've put the work in. And so I, you, I, pre- I prepare you, better than anyone. So you so. sliced them off, and now you're doing your own thing. Yeah. And I think it's better off. I'm and do they the- hate you now? Uh, oh, the earlier segment in this show. Uh, Good. It was, we think that Scoop made a fake Twitter and Instagram parody of me. Well, I don't know anything about so, that. I, I want no part that of that. That was the rumor. Here's me. I want no part of that, but I'll tell you this. No. Like, I don't know the guy. Yeah. So I want no part of that. I, so leave me out of that. I don't even know the guy. So I'll say this. I say it on my show all the time. If you don't like me, get in line mm-hmm. because the line actually ends right by the movie theater. And when you're down there... <laughs> Grab some fucking popcorn because yeah. you're going to be in uh, line for a while. You yeah. know, by the time you get up to tell me how much you hate me, it, I'll probably be in a casket because the yeah. line goes all the way around the block and it ends up down by the movie theater. And there's a bar right next door. You might want to go in there and drink some shots too while you're waiting. <laughs> well, you need haters really to succeed. I mean, once you have haters, they just pile up. Trust and, me, bro. Yeah. I'd rather be hated than disliked. Yeah. What, what's the worst you've gotten from someone who hates you? Like, what's the worst message? Like, have you gotten death threats? Uh, tons of them. Uh, endless, uh, over and over. 
uh, thousands of them, uh, even to the point of I'll be uh, just brief. Uh, New York cyber crimes has dealt with me um, uh, for years, uh, uh, mostly since my Howard Stern days. Uh, that was where it really was bad. And then when I came here, it followed me. So the uh, I've dealt a lot with the New York cyber crimes. There's been a lot of threats on me, and that's that's uh, part of the territory. I don't like it. My family doesn't like it. It's not cool. Um, listen, I'm not a guy looking to uh, die doing this. Uh, I'm not a guy looking for... Uh, a shank or a knife to the head or, you know, the chest or get shot leaving work. Um, that's not who I am. The show's cool. It's funny. It's fun. It's edgy. We gamble. We smoke. We drink. We try to get a little, some relations going. We're trying to get some leg. We're not out Are we to... talking 2016, Pharrell? Is this yeah, but I mean... 20... 2008. I've never once uh, been a guy looking for... Uh, Trouble. I'm mm. just, you know, the show's what it is. It is what it is. But I've had a million of them. I've had some really bizarre ones, some, like, international ones, some, like, Middle Eastern hate. I've had it all. I've had all these dudes, uh, whatever, and they catch them, and then that's the end of them. They're really good at uh, finding out who you are. So if you think you can get away with threatening people, good luck. Uh, eventually someone's going to come knocking on your door, and what they do to you isn't pleasant. Well, the transition for you is crazy because you go from serious and saying whatever the— whatever the fuck you want, we could say, to go into CBS Sports Radio where it's kind of filtered a little bit. More of a PG show. Oh, it's the worst. It had to be just a monstrous transition for you. The worst. Yeah. It's the worst. I mean, I handled it uh, like a pro. I just did it. I knew what I was getting into when I came here, that I was like basically going to the, um, you know, uh, I was going from a whorehouse to the uh, mortuary. Is that a word? I don't know. I was going to the. I was going to the uh, archdiocese. I'm doing a show at the Catholic school now. I feel like um, I'm in church. There's uh, absolutely, you know, basically I can get away with nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's. It's absolutely the worst. Does mafia have the bleep button? Have you ever? Have you had times where you just wanted to? I pretty much control it. Uh, He's a backup to that. I'm the lawyer. So mm-hmm. I know more than him about uh, indecency, obscenity, hate mongering. I've been sued for it five times. Wow. Uh, I'm five and zero against the FCC uh, in court, and I'm pretty good at knowing what I can say and can't say. I've, I I knew what I was, um, you know, walking into. I knew I had to uh, stop, and that was it. Stop swearing. And so when I started the show, I had a giant placard up in front of me that said zero tolerance. No cussing, no swearing, keep it clean. And I left it there every day in front of me, like like right in front of me, this giant bold with Sharpie, thick, thick ass like writing. I left it there for six months so that I wouldn't forget that I was uh, at CBS. So it's about you're about to curse and you just press a button? Because there's times it's happened. I mean, there's no uh, way you haven't. Well, I have sworn a couple times and I have, uh, you know, uh, if they're sleeping on me, like some nights I'll be, you know, rambling and rambling and they're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. So I get their attention by uh, dropping a bomb or two (laughs) and that wakes everybody up and and like Mafia will dive across the room and hit the button. Like he dives across the room like the world's ending, like... um, like there's an earthquake or there's a terrorist attack, he dives across the room to hit the button. I'm more uh, in control. So when I do it, it's sitting right next to me uh, in the studio. I have the dumb button right in front of me. And the bottom line is, is uh, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I have to I have to not only watch what I say, I have to listen to what every word that comes out of the mouth of the callers, guests. I've had a million guests uh, slip on the air or say something rude, crude, or socially unacceptable that'll get me. 
uh, suspended or fired here. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think they were surprised that I was able to do it so seamlessly and uh, without any problems. I've done it, I, I guess, January's year five. There's never been, knock on wood, any problems because uh, I've already been down that road. I worked at CBS for 20 years before I came back here. I was I was at Howard for seven years, so like I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I just think it sucks. Um you know, terrestrial radio is what it is. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, there's so many rules. They've just ruined it. It's just so lame. That's, but I that's think why my, people love series. You can just say yeah, whatever the hell you want. I mean, my show kicks ass. It's still cool. It's still fun. I think mm-hmm. we have to think more. I think we have to be smarter. And we have to be, you know, uh, we have to be a lot more creative on CBS to be good and entertaining and funny than you were at uh, series. Howard Stern was easy, dude. I just went on the air and I could say anything. And literally, I got away with murder. And I mean, I was the filthiest show in the history of sports ever and always will be. No one will ever be dirtier than I was. Was it a I set the standard. drunken, high, escapade, stern almost daily? It was. Uh, we were uh, a mess. We drank. We got drunk. We, uh, we were drunk uh, for at least, uh, I'd say, three years of it. Of the seven years, three years, we were drunk every day. Drunk every day. I mean, not, not high, drunk. I mean, mm. real drunk. Yeah. I mean, we did it drunk. Were there blunts involved? Well, no blunts involved. Oh, there, was was every, straight- there was everything involved. Coke, everything. Uh, no, the, I wasn't. You know, uh, there was none of that. I think there may have been uh, some of that going on around me, mm-hmm. uh, like guests and the like, and people coming in and out high. Uh, you'll have that. But uh, I drank like a fish, and um, we used to drink. We used to go uh, happy hour at five, like around five forty-five. To 7.45, a good two-hour tequila Guinness run. We'd get about five each in, five beers, five shots, mm-hmm. and uh, smoke one and go. And then, you know, when I, I'll never forget one day, because uh, I, I quit partying mm-hmm. uh, when I had a kid. And uh, when I had my first son, I quit partying, quit drinking. I haven't drank in years. And I drank for 30 years like a pro. And everyone knows I quit drinking. And, uh, and You're quit 100% part- 100% sober. And so I was 30 years, 100% mess, and I was a rock star. I partied with every rock star you've known, from mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses to Metallica. I've gotten high and drunk with all of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, shit-faced. So when I quit, no one knew what to think. Uh, no one could believe that I uh, stopped partying. So uh, one day, Mel Carmenson, the CEO, was in the elevator with me at Thanksgiving. I was going down the elevator with him, and he goes, you know, you should start drinking again. You were a lot better on the air when you were fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, thanks for that advice, Grandpa. Are Have you, a nice Thanksgiving. Are you cold turkey I, clean everything. Everything. I Smoking, don't ag- drinking, everything. everything. I, I don't agree with any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was some of the worst advice I ever got from the guy that I admired the most. Strangely enough, the guy I admired the most in my career, Mel Carmison, the guy I admired the most, mm-hmm. and I still love him to this day. He said that to me one day. Uh, because, you know, a lot of guys like Imus and all of them had... Uh, drinking and drug problems. A lot of the great on-air talents party. Mm-hmm. And I, I did too. And I, I partied my whole career. And I mean, partied like you have no idea. I mean, like, I would, I would get picked up in a limo by, uh, you know, guns and roses, and I wouldn't come back for four days. I mean, I'd come back four days later and not even showered. I mean, just greasy. Just greasy and... Lenny Dykstra style. Strung out. And uh, But those days ended a long time ago. So, um, you know what? Uh, my show's better. My career is better. My life is better. My marriage is better. My parenthood is better. Um, I ball. I play a lot of basketball. I, I'm, I've You're won very competitive. Four championship uh, teams. I'm going for a mm-hmm. fifth right now. Ne- tomorrow night we play, uh, and then next Monday's the championship. Hopefully we'll get it done. If we do, we do. If we don't, we don't. I've already won 
four of them. It's cool. I ball a lot. I play a ton of basketball. Uh, you can't do that. You can't run on an NBA court with guys that are 30 that can dunk and, and really play basketball like great basketball players. I played my whole life, and I'm good. And I started playing basketball again uh, when I got sober. And so for the last, like, 10 years, I've been balling. And, it's a great uh, workout, great It's cardio. awesome. So yeah. I'm in great shape. I'm healthier than I've ever been in my life. It is what it is. Um, I miss it. It sucks. I, I love drinking and I love partying and I hate going to parties and, and having a Perrier water. It sucks, but it is what it is. Um, is it, do you no worry that they'll come back me. if you have, if you drink? Yeah, of course. If I drank, it'd be on, it'd be yeah. on like Donkey Kong. But everyone that knows me that really knows me, all these guys, I party with all of them. They, uh, they all know that I was a, you know, uh, eight time world champ in eight different weight classes. Like I, I set the standard. I mean, I really like most people know me for partying, uh, through the years and, uh, they can't believe that I quit. So whatever, I don't care what anybody thinks. I did it for me, not for them. Like no one cares about you when, uh, you're messed up and no one cares about you when you're sober. The people just worry about themselves, right? Do, do you see yourself going back to a series or somewhere else, or is, is CBS the route the rest of your career, or have you, have you not thought of I have no far? idea. I mean, uh... Like, would you love to stay here and retire at CBS Sports Radio? I don't or? know. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, at, there's a lot that goes into that. It depends on if they, uh, you know, take care of me, if they, uh, you know, show me some love, uh, you know, do anything with me, if I'm just going to sit here and and do it and rot, you know, I'd probably take another challenge on. If I'm just going to do the same thing for 15 years and rot, probably not. If I'm going to do something exciting or something cool once in a while and be a part of something bigger and better, uh, I would be into that. Um, I've had, you know, listen, I've had people come along and offer me uh, jobs, and uh, I've had opportunities, and we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, if someone offered me a job I couldn't refuse, I'd take it. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see it. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, these people understand that some people, there's a lot of people that have come and gone through here that have gotten better gigs and took off and, and did other things. I have no problem where I am right now. It is what it is. I'm cool here. I like it. Do you like the 10 to 2? Do you like? I mean, I'm used to it. You know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You're a night, you've been a night guy for almost your whole career. My whole career. Because I like being on when the games are on because uh, I gamble. So I run for all on the bench .com. On the my, my betting plug, service plug, yeah. is huge. Thirty-five and bucks a month. It is. It's no thirty-five a month. The best handicapping uh, price and site in in the world. And I got tons of customers because I hit winners. I hit bets. I make people money. And it uh, the the site uh, has turned into a huge business for me. It's better than my radio career. Uh, my business on uh, gambling is way bigger than my radio show now. How did that start? And what, what is your percentage? Is it 65, I mean, 70? like, uh, let's say the last three weeks, I hit 81% in the NFL, then 67, then 77. The last three weeks. Now, if you can tell me one guy anywhere in the world that hit 81% of NFL bets and then 67 and then 77 three weeks in a row, I'll blow you. I was just I was just proud I hit a five-team $69 parlay. There a couple you go. Weeks ago. It's money. Are so you I, a parlay guy or straight I, I'm up? A, I'm a, you know, anything, any way to make money. Teasing, parlaying, uh, money line spreads. I, I sell money lines and spreads because I'm really good at hitting those. And I think everything else gets very dangerous when you have to pair up games and hit all kinds of different bets. Now, I had a friend hit a, a, a $8 parlay for 12 grand uh just like within a month and uh like 13 team parlay it was a, grand. it, it was unbelievable but it was all it was all major payoff dogs mm -hmm. and he hit it and he got lucky 
And uh, it, William Hill, I always do. I work for William Hill. I do a lot of shows for him. So I constantly, whenever they send me someone that hit a big uh, payday, I always talk about it on the air. Last night I did one for a $100, uh, $300 grand payout, $100 12-teamer. Hundred bucks for three hundred grand. A guy made two hundred ninety nine thousand. So you know, fuck the last thousand. Yeah, do the you, last hundred. Do you do you just do it? Pick them for other people, or are you you're betting too? Is it? I mean, when I'm in Vegas, I bet yeah. I have an account, and you're I, not like a Bavada guy. No, no, I'm not because um, you know there's all kinds of issues with that legally speaking. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything illegal. Uh, my business, they think that I'm running a sports book. Most of them, CBS, Sirius, they all thought I was running a sports book. But what I'm doing is selling information. Everything I do is totally legal. So you're doing the picks for the members. You're not picking on your own. That's right. Okay. And then when, when I when I bet, I bet in Vegas. I'm in Vegas all the time, so you have to understand when I'm <laughs> yeah. there, I go heavy. Oh, yeah. And then when I'm here, I don't. Uh, How often do you go to Vegas? But I have a lot of friends. Put it this way. I have a lot of friends in Vegas, let's just say. So we'll leave it at that. I have a lot of friends in Vegas. So if I want to do something, believe me, my friends will do it. people there. Uh, But, of course, why would I ever be involved in anything like interstate gambling? I would never do that. Because I go to Mass every Sunday and pray for my picks. Yeah, we would never do such a thing like that. I would Uh, never do anything like call my best friends in Vegas and have them uh, run to the window for me. I would never do something (laughs) like that because I'm such a... uh, uh, I'm such a Christian. <laughs> Scott Farrell's on the Jake Brown Show. Uh, you catch him 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Monday through Friday, CBS Sports Radio. I like being on when all the sports is on. So yeah, when no. I'm on for all the big games, all the title games, all play the, by play. Yeah. Every night, every night I'm on when all the action's on. I've never been a fan. I did mornings in New York. I did it in Miami. I did, you know, I've done the midday thing. I've done all that, but in Atlanta, whatever. But the bottom line is, it sucks. Is there anything worse than guys that sit on the air? This is just me that predict what's going to happen all night, and then all they do is talk about the big game that night, what they think's going to happen. I'm the guy on the air as it happens. It gives you content, I mean, during the show. You oh, talk about just, the game. It's, it's awesome. It's rock star, bro. Yeah. I'm on when everything that matters is on, and mm-hmm. I'm screaming and yelling and, and flipping out. And when I did it on Sirius, I was cussing and losing my mind. Mm-hmm. And then on CBS, I just keep it clean, but I'm still losing my mind. And it makes for, uh, obviously, passionate, like, entertaining radio. No one's ever de- uh, denied that I'm entertaining. Whether you like me or not, I'm crazy. The show's crazy. Even clean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's because I'm on at night when all the games are on. I'm used to doing 10 to 2 and getting home at 3.30 in the morning and going to bed at 4 in the morning and getting up and going to the gym and working on my game and, and working out. I feel like you are— It sucks for my family. Yeah. That my wife hates that I work 10 to 2. I can never do anything ever. All day. Friday nights. I can, all Does she day, work during the day? All day sucks. Because okay. who does anything in the daytime? People yeah. go out at night to dinner with their friends. They go out to, to party on Friday night. I can never do that. I can never. Yeah, the early dinner. Like, I don't, most like people go on vacation, right? Like on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Don't you leave and fly out Friday morning? Here's mm-hmm. me working Friday night. Like it sucks. But I'm used to it. And I'm not a pussy. Mm-hmm. So I, I go and do my job. And I've never missed. You know, I've been here um, literally. I can count on like. I would say two hands, 33 years, the, the days I've missed on the air. I'm still, I still got like six left. Mm-hmm. I've never once done 10 days off ever. I've never missed it. I've been here five years and never missed one minute. I never miss one show. I don't. I'm not. I'm not the guy that calls in. Oh, I have a sniffle. A sick day. I'm, I have diarrhea. <laughs> I can't come in. I'll blow ass right here in the north end zone men's mm-hmm. room. The south end's over here. I'll hit the north end and I'll bang one out and I'll go right on the air. <laughs> if I'm sick, I stay and do it. Yeah. Hardcore. One thing I don't like is people that are sick in my studio. It bothers mm-hmm. me. Uh, I'm the only one allowed here to be sick. 
Uh, there's a bunch of people. These guys come in coughing and hacking and sneezing. Use doing your updates. sick days. I want to kill them. Yeah. Like I'm like get go, just go do go home. I get hate someone though else when people will it. judge when you use a sicker person. Like Gio and Jones did a whole segment about me. How I took. It was the morning after the Mets clinched the NL. Right. They did a segment calling me a lazy millennial because why I, we, why I had they? the day off because I was seeing Kimmel. Kimmel was in Brooklyn, so I already had the day off. But I sent the email to the producers while the Mets were up 6 nothing the night before. So their impression is he's out boozing. I was in the studio until 1 a.m. that night. Right. So they figured, oh, he's out or whatever. And they did a whole segment calling me. They said my name. They said, Jake Brown, lazy millennial, like... Hate these kids these days. He's a that cool don't work. dude, though, uh, Jonesy. He's cool people. Jones is cool. I don't know and, about and Gio. The other guy, I don't. I, Gio's I, kind of a big bully sometimes. I don't know but, that. I don't. I don't know him well yeah. enough to. Uh, well, uh, he, he's not going to mess with you. That's why. Well, I don't a know. Veteran in the industry. I don't know him. Yeah. Uh, enough to. I, I know him. Like uh, I know him friendly. Like how's it going? How, good to see you. Type of thing. Hey, yeah. how you doing? That's it. So I don't know. I won't anything. talk smack about him here because we, you know. Yeah, I don't know anything. Execs, I don't know anything. I just know I'm good He's friends. A good guy. I'm good friends with Jonesy. Jonesy's and, cool. Yeah. Um, I I respect the other guy what he does, and that's about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Jonesy and I go way back. Like we, uh, he set me up in the Caribbean. Um, he he and I go down to the same spots in the Caribbean and chill. Um, I like hanging out with him. He's just the coolest dude ever. He's one of the coolest. I miss working with him at night here. It sucks. I never see him anymore. Uh, but you know. Uh, there's a lot of that going on here. Um, a lot of big egos in the business in yeah. New York and everywhere else. So I try to just uh, be cool and mind my own business and not get involved in everybody else's stuff. We got a couple minutes left here uh, before we get to your show. Uh, I got to talk about Mraz said I had to ask you the Thrashers play-by-play yeah. days were an absolute shit show apparently. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I didn't last that long. I did one year. Okay. Uh, I hated it, and they hated me. Um, no one ever said I wasn't good, though. Uh, they, uh, no one said I sucked. Uh, I was the craziest play-by-play guy ever in the NHL. I scared the NHL. Can you give us a goal score I mean, right now? I, you know, or... I've just done, I've done a million of them, but I mean, uh, you know, I can call a hockey game, put it that way. And, and, uh, uh, you know, I've done my whole life of like, you know, bullet over to KO, right side over to McLeish, behind and Eddie Robin in front and shot him with his crossbar. It's wide and there's a fight in the brain and I hit him on the haymaker, 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 haymaker. And they're going to drop the gloves and then shot in the high slot down in the crease. Shot who just wide enough. I can do that. So, but whatever. I didn't like the grind. I didn't like the, I didn't like the, same plane every day, same bus every day, same seat every day, same blazer every day, same people every day, same conversation every day. I go to, you know, the same food every day, the training table. Like, that's where we eat. You know, you eat with them. And uh, it was always the same thing. And I was like, and then I'd go and they all talk. That's all they talk about is hockey. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was in like a hockey prison. Like, I love hockey, but I like watching games and betting on games. And I like going to games and I like drinking a beer and watching NHL. But like, oh my God, every single minute of every day is like morning skate, you know, nap, pregame meal, uh, go to the arena, set, have the media dinner. Routine gets old. It's just oh like the nine God. to five is why I hate working like in the corporate world. Like this nine to five is just the Bro, worst. Bro, and after fi- we had, we lost fifty seven of eighty two, and I was like in the middle of I was in Buffalo one night in February. Mm-hmm. It was like the second period, and we were like losing three to one or something, and I was like. This sucks. I go, I hate this. I, I can't wait to get, you know, out of this arena and just get hammered. Yeah. And I would drink like a fish because I knew everyone everywhere. I've been on nationally everywhere. So wherever we went to do a game, everyone knew me. 
Um, we got off the bus. I got more autographs for me than the players. They hated that. Most the, people don't notice hockey the GM players. GM hated it. Yeah. So, like, I was on TV. I did Battle Dome. I did MTV. I was on the radio nationally. Everyone knew me everywhere. I was on in every market in the world, New York, you name it, L.A. So everyone knew me. We'd get off the team, bl- team plane, get on the bus, go to the arena or the hotel, and all the fans wanted my autograph and not the players because the players were hacks. It was a bunch of expansion players. It sucked. Mm-hmm. So there were issues there. The GM didn't like that. The head of the team, the business people that ran it didn't like that, that I was so popular. They didn't like that I drank beer in the press box. I'd show up with a beer in the press box, like Harry <laughs> Carey. They'd say, why are you drinking? And i go, because you suck. And I got a drink to do this game. I got I to gotta drink a beer. They before, didn't care. Before I watch you play, I need yeah. a beer. They'd see me in the bar before the game having a cold one with fans. And they'd be like, what are you doing? I'm like, you suck. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. And then at the end of the year, they went, what do you want to do? And I go, I want to go home. And they go, we want you to go home too. And I went, this is what happened. Okay. Mm-hmm. I go, Okay, cool. So pay me for three more years. I had a four-year guaranteed deal. I go, thanks for the free money. Bye. And three then they paid me free. for three wow. more years every two weeks. Well, that's, a good a that's like a manager gets and fired then, and gets I, three years. And then I went to work for um, uh, Fox Sports Radio mm. after that. That's what I remember. All I know is uh, I did Sportsman Radio in 99 at, or 2000. And then when that went black, they went bankrupt in black. And then I eventually went to work for Fox Sports Radio. And I worked for Andrew Ashwood, who passed away. Uh, and I did that for like three years, and then uh, Howard Stern called me. Scott Farrell, we're going to wrap up here. Quickly before we go, who's your Super Bowl favorite right now? I have no expect- idea. I don't know. Uh, I'm, you know, I, In the AFC, it's obviously the Pats, Chiefs, Raiders, and Steelers. Do you think if the Raiders host the Patriots, they'll beat them in January? If the Raiders host the uh, Patriots, they'll still lose to them. So you no like matter the where they play. The AFC if they play the in Gillette, they're going to lose. If they play in Oakland, they'll still lose. I think the uh, dangerous teams are the uh, Steelers and Chiefs, and mm-hmm. uh, I think the Raiders are having a great year, but I think they could be beaten. Um, and then, you know, like they were in Kansas City the other night. And then I think in the NFC. Um, the Dallas or the Seattle? Train? I mean, Dallas, Seattle, but Seattle's playing like crap right now. They're and, a weird team. Yeah. You know, Green Bay's hot. If they slip in, they could be uh, they dangerous. Help, the yeah. Giants look like they're going. But if they, I think if they play the uh, Cowboys again, they'll lose. They're not beating them three times. I think they'll beat them twice and lose to them a third time. Um, we'll see how it all plays out. I don't. I'm not a big uh, would love, predict the future thing. Would love a Giants Patriots part three would be awesome. Oh, I think that would be great. That would be yeah. awesome. You know, I went to both of those. I went yeah. to both of those yeah. Super Bowls, and then at the time I was working at, um, you know, SNY, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the Mets Jets channel. So I'm a Steeler fan, and so they just could not stand me that I was on I there. You were on SNY. I, I was that. on there making fun of the Giants, making fun of the Jets, making fun of the Mets, and they were just you, was it sport sports night? Sports, or I was on uh, Daily, Daily News, News Live, Live and yeah. then I did Wheelhouse with Brandon Tierney for like a year. Okay, and I look, you're both working. It actually did go. well. Yeah. And uh, then when they got rid of me, they got, I mean, they didn't renew my deal uh, like they do everyone else there. And then the show tanked and went away. It's, it's gone now. But they tried to replace me with a bunch of people, a bunch of uh, different people, and it never worked. Carlin and just left there. Carlin he left there. That place is uh, a great place if you like being on TV and making no money. Yeah. No. So how's that? You could be on TV and think you're famous, make no money, and then eventually you'll find a better job. They have which talent on there. It's a good start to be in New York for sure. A couple of people there are really talented and make good money. We just had every, one, Taylor every, Rooks. Everybody else SMI. makes no money. Yeah. But whatever. I liked my run there. I, I did uh, two and a half years. I made some, you know, side scratch. Mm-hmm. I used to go there before I did Howard Stern. Mm-hmm. You know, I miss doing Howard. It's cool. Uh, I loved it. It was awesome. 
But I thought the writing was on the wall that the uh, channels were going to change and it was going to be more about how they were talking to me about moving to Mad Dog and other sports channels. Right when they started talking to me about moving, I started making phone calls. I hooked up with CBS. Um, I knew through some powerful people that they were starting this network, and then they asked me if I would do it, if I would actually leave there to come here and do this. And I said, if you make me an offer that's fair, uh, I'll do it. And they did. And here I sit five years later. That is the voice of Scott Farrell. Visit FarrellOnTheBench.com. Go get your picks. Visit OnTheBenchCBS.com to check out all his interviews and I think you can uh, listen to the show. I tell people all the time. CBS Sports app. Yeah, and then Radio.com because other than that, good luck. Not in New York. You you won't have it on the radio. Maybe Uh, never, and it's a shame. It's weird because they have too many stations or something. It's stupidest thing ever. All I know is that uh, I don't get involved in logistics. I don't run uh, CBS, so I don't get involved, but I wish we were on here. Uh, Like we're, We're getting a 16 share in Boston. We're number one in Boston. You're telling me I couldn't do that here? I used to get a 10 share here when I was on FAN 10 to 1 back in the 90s. I kicked everyone's ass, but they mm-hmm. won't air me. Uh, it is what it is. It's their company. I don't make decisions. Oh, we'd, we'd rather, I learned a long time ago to shut my mouth. We'd rather I, listen to you does, than Tony Page. I'll it doesn't mean I can't uh, tell you I don't like it. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it, but it is what it is. There it I, is. I gave up trying to care about that like three years ago. The first, in about the third year, I was like, you know what? This is never going to happen. So True. I gave up caring. Mm-hmm. 10 to 2. CBS Sports Radio. Scott, good talking to you. Jay, good to see you, dude. Yes, sir. All the best. Happy holidays, brother. Stay out of trouble. I will. Later. Hi, I'm Mike Haynes, Pro Football Hall of Famer, class of 97. I'm a guest on the Jake Brown Show. Play.it. And welcome back to the Jake Brown Show. Play.it. iTunes, Spotify, final segment here. Um, Talking medical marijuana, always an important subject. Marijuana in general, an important subject. Uh, Something that... It seems to always be controversial, especially around the NFL and focusing the NFL and just how guys continue to get suspended for marijuana when mostly it has only positive impacts. Uh, to talk about that and talk about his company, Grow Blocks, with us is John Poss, the CEO of Grow Blocks. John, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, I'm absolutely pleased to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Jay. Uh, yeah, tell tell us about tell us about your company. Well, Growblox is a drug discovery, a cannabis-based drug discovery company, as well as a cultivator of uh, medical marijuana. And we also have a production lab where we can convert the plant into oil. And our intent is to create medicines from, from cannabis and medicines to treat many of the diseases that you're discussed every day in the NFL. Certainly uh, for Crohn's disease, as as isn't recently in the news, but also for CTE and then a lot of pain, inflammation, uh, and and we're going to be filing some patents on on uh, on in all of those areas. And also we're going to reach into cancer. We've developed a compound for breast cancer. We're working on the patent right now. And guys like Matt Forte and a few others wanted to vest but did not. Um... How is, could this help really NFL players? Because we know the pain that they deal with, and really they can't use marijuana and the cannabis to manage this pain, the concussions, and just everything that goes on with their body. I mean, how pivotal can this be for the NFL really to change change the course of the sport from an injury front? Well, I think that it can be absolutely significant, but in a way no more significant than it would be for the general population. NFL is a cross-section of humanity. They just happen to be very skilled athletes. And unfortunately for sports fans, they expose themselves to the risk of injury almost every day of their lives, their football lives. 
you know, the, the things you hear talked about in the NFL today or, you know, recently, Crohn's disease, it's absolutely efficacious in, tr- efficacious in treating Crohn's disease. In fact, I know several Crohn's disease patients who use it effectively. Uh, CTE, we, you know, we don't know. I don't think there's really been enough research done to determine whether it can mitigate the symptoms or delay the onset of CTE, but it certainly can deal with and help the areas that may be contributing factors. For example, inflammation. CBD is a powerful anti-inflammatory. It's also a non-psychoactive agent in, 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 uh, in, in cannabis. There's really no reason that the NFL players can't be taking CBD Today, you've heard Jake Plummer talk about CDB, mm-hmm. CBD. You know, it's it's a it's a, it, an interesting pain reliever too, but it's secondary. Uh, most of the pain is because you know, I won't say most, but a good bit of the pain is because of inflammation from bruising, from the the, the just the brutal body contact that they experience every weekend. What CBD CBD does is it relieves the inflammation, which is ultimately the cause of the pain. So through taking CBD, they mitigate the inflammation, and therefore the pain is relieved. THC would be a much more powerful and immediate pain reliever because it acts, it shuts down the pain uh, delivering circuits in your body, and so you get immediate relief. With CBD, you may have to take it a day or so before you get the relief you need. These are just a few examples of how cannabis as a medicine can help people who are suffering, and that's why we're in business. Uh, you know, we, we, we want to deliver solutions to the suffering that people face every day, regardless of their NFL players or not. John, can you see yourself and you guys working with the NFL Players Association at, at some point? Because I, I think the NFL is going to have to be open We've had to, cha- to change. with them in the early days. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I don't know if you know, recognize the name Mel Bratton. He came by a couple of times mm-hmm. and visited with us and was talking about uh, working with a group of uh, retired NFL players to start really a rehabilitation center in Puerto Rico, I think is what the topic was. And in that context, setting up an extended clinical trial or, or a, a test study to see how various uh, different strains or combinations of cannabinoids and terpenes could could uh, mitigate various problems that that all NFL players facing retirement. We also had some discussions with with active NFL players uh, regarding investment, and those those were sort of a different type of discussion. But there's no doubt in my mind that a substantial portion of the NFL, both active and retired, are vitally interested in cannabis for the simple reason they see it as helping them extend their careers, and then after their careers, extend their their life and their, at least their health and well-being during the retirement years. John Poss, joining, joining us, CEO of Grow Blocks. Uh, what's the next step for your company, and what, what do you see 2017 uh, bringing to you guys coming up here? Well, we're hoping to start a clinical trial or at least a, a, a study, uh, uh, a pilot study, on our Parkinson's drug by October or November of 2017. Uh, we certainly would buy, will also have filed probably four or five more patents on compounds that are efficacious in treating specific diseases. And I think there's an important point. You know, the state of cannabis right now in this country is highly ambiguous, highly controversial, mainly because people don't understand 
what a powerful plant it is and, and that it's medicine. You know, the, the, the war on drugs, we are paying a heavy price for the war on drugs, not only in the, the horrible levels of incarceration, but also in how it stymied research into this really powerful potential source of drugs, uh, medicines. And, and, you know, there's like this big hole in the map where no research at all was done because the federal limitations on research by virtue of being uh, Schedule One. And so what we hope is the entire industry responds to the opportunities that, that we're being presented today to actually do the studies to prove that it's a medicine. You know, it's on us. We can't just talk about anecdotal stories till we're blue in the face. FDA is not going to do anything based on anecdotal studies. And what everyone with common sense knows is true, there's a process at the FDA, and we've got to follow it. And very few cannabis companies are focused on that. We happen to be one that is. So we're going, if I had to tell you the one thing that I want to do with this company is prove that cannabis is a medicine. And if we can do that, or that, that derivatives of cannabis or medicine, if we can do that, I think I'll be, feel real good about my career. Yeah, that is essential. I mean, as across the screen, it comes up substance, excuse me, substance abuse suspension. I mean, the NFL needs to change something. Really, the world, we need to realize that it's really mostly positives come out of it. And I think you guys are doing a great job. And I wish you the best of luck uh, down the road here, John. And I appreciate you coming on the Jake Brown Show. You know, it's an honor to be here, Jake. And, and you take care and keep up your good work. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.